History. I am your host, Matt, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Lorna. Hello. And Ines isn't here this week again. I did that last week. Yeah, um, but we did mention last week that he wouldn't be here again um, this week as Mm -hmm. well. It's, uh, It's a report from me this week. For those of you who haven't listened before, one of us does a uh, chooses a topic from history to do a report on, whether it's a um, hidden moment from history, which we try and sort of shine some uh, light on, or a more popular moment from history that we uh, hopefully give you a few little facts which maybe you don't know about. So this week, um, I'm going to do a, a report, and it's something which I hadn't heard about. It's something that should seemingly be quite a popular topic um, uh, in uh, in Britain. I mentioned last week when you said um, Charles II in last week's episode yes. that mine was related. Yeah, uh, listen back to Lorna's episode on Titus Oates uh, and the race to the South Pole, is, which is is Lawrence Oates. But it was Lawrence Oates, yeah. Titus by people. Just by his mates. Yeah, and that's how it links into this one. I'm assuming. Titus? No, no, by no Charles II links Char- into this. Yeah, yeah, because of the Titus was a perjurer. No. Because you In mentioned Charles, Charles II. Okay, yeah, Charles II. <laughs> um, I think it's Charles II. We'll find out when I go through this report. Um, we're back in the regular studio this week. Yeah. Last week, I got some back pain sitting on the floor in a less than regular studio. You're a drama queen. It, it was painful. And the regular studio, funnily enough, looks a lot like a living room. <laughs> it's fancy though, isn't it? Look at all this equipment. So, I'm going to start the report. <laughs> there might be some background noise this week. <laughs> I'll try and cut it most of it out, but uh, yeah, there's just pots and pans banging around in the regular studio. So, we've I've got a report for you, and it's about Colonel Thomas Blood. Stop reading the report. Do you know anything about Colonel Thomas Blood? Have you heard of Colonel Thomas... Thomas? Who? Thomas Blood. Nope. So... Is that his actual name? Blood. He was born with the name Blood. He was. Okay. Um, he was called Thomas Blood. And this topic is about the theft of the crown jewels. Mm. The uh, British crown jewels, that is. So... Um, I sort of heard about this topic, I think... When I was doing the the research for my Christmas episode, which, if you listen to this in December, why not go back and uh, have a little listen to last year's Christmas episode? Um, and I just came across this, the the fact that someone attempted, maybe succeeded in stealing the um, crown jewels. You know the the Queen's mm-hmm. crown and all that jazz. Um, but um, it sort of became a story of this guy's life, which includes that. Um, fateful day when he well he tried to steal the crown jewels so Thomas Blood was born in County Meath which is in Ireland in 1618 and uh, he was from a a good family his his dad was a blacksmith he was doing alright and his grandfather lived in Kilnaboy Castle and he was an MP so he was obviously pretty fancy respected yeah living living in a castle Um, and is that seagulls? <laughs> Some form of bird. Some I form of gull. I think it might be a 
the uh, infamous land gull. Is that an actual thing? No. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to cut that out. So, <laughs> there are a lot of stories about this man, Colonel Thomas Blood, and the plots that he was involved in. I've never heard of him. Well. So, he mustn't have been that good. <laughs> well, you're going to hurt. Well, at the end of this, you can tell me if he was that good. Yeah, I'll give him a rating of goodness out of 10. Okay. But is it, what's your goodness? Is that like a good person or like no, no, good like, cat, like fun, interesting? No, I mean like good at his job. Oh. Good at stealing the crown jewels. Okay. Give him a rain out Okay. I'm like um, executing plots well because he was part yeah. of a lot of plots. Um, I might I might rate him in terms of out of 10 how much I should have heard of him. Okay. From what he did. Yeah, okay. so like 6 would be 60% I should have heard of him. Comprende. I'm not sure 60% of what, but... <laughs> Maybe 60. I should have heard him 60% of his story. I don't know. No, uh, well, this is I'll... falling apart. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to rate him yeah. on his goodness. Okay. Um, oh. I'm just going to turn my phone on side. Classic. That's Innis. That is poor. It's Innis Jackson. He's not even here and he's still interrupting me on my podcast report. I'm going to get on to it. Right. So, don't read off my shoulder and this will be exciting for you. Are you read over in my shoulder? In 1642, yeah. what happened? Um, um, <laughs> not a clue. The English Civil War broke out. I thought it was in 1066. No, Battle of Hastings was 1066. English Civil War was between the... York and Lancaster. Between the... The Roses. Hmm. No, it's the War of the Roses. Civil wars between the Parliament and the King. Right, okay. So, Thomas Cromwell. Um, but we'll get on to that. So, I need to go over my British You do? History. This is... For an Idiot's Talk History podcast. Oh, you... no. Exactly, but I'm the idiot. Mm. There we go. So, Educate me. Okay. So, um, it's like educating Shaw, isn't it? Um, that's a niche programme. Yeah, niche... very rude. Yeah. Um, so... Um, English Civil War broke out, and Blood journeyed to England, because he's from Ireland. He journeyed to England to fight on the side of the king, Charles I. However, when he realised that Thomas Cromwell was getting on top in the fighting, and it looked likely that he was going to be victorious, the uh, Roundheads, as they were called, Blood changed sides and joined Thomas Cromwell and his mates. So he turned on his king and joined the Parliamentarians. Yeah. By Wait, why did he change sides though? Just because they were losing? Yeah. Oh, because... I don't like that. That's like when fo- um, people change what football team they support. You don't do that. Oh, but he did. And it meant that he survived with his head. And by 1653, so nine years later, Charles, the king, had been defeated and blood was made a justice of the peace and he was given a nice big estate. Seriously? He's gone down on my goodness rating. <laughs> Um, in 1660, however, seven years later, Charles II came to the throne. So obviously, mm-hmm. Thomas Cromwell um, killed or whatever happened to him, and Charles II came to the throne. And so Blood left England. He was fleeing England. Why? Because he was on the side of the Parliament. But I thought the Parliament won. How did Charles II come into? They just rebelled again. Oh, Charles so it's II like come another, back. Right, another right. coup. Oh, okay. And, I thought um, it was just the, the... What's the one who follows someone? Successor. No, no. No, no okay. it just like, knocked off the... Um, 
Got it. The king's so been restored. Playing. The monarch's been restored. So yeah. Blood's like, oh, well, I made the wrong choice. Um, and he's had to flee to Ireland with his wife and his son. So whilst he was in exile in Ireland, um, Blood met up with some other supporters of Cromwell. And together, these supporters, they, they were a bit rebellious. So they hatched a plot to seize Dublin Castle, which was the seat of English government in Ireland, um, and to take Lord Ormond, uh, who's the governor, the Lord Lieutenant, um, who lived there, prisoner. This plot failed because he's betrayed on the eve of the coup. Um, Wait, so it, who was Ormond? Ormond was the guy who lived he was the governor in that so, so he, he was i think like he must have lived in that castle like the king. yeah yeah Got he was it, the representative right. in ireland in dublin yeah. yeah in dublin castle so yeah they were gonna steal steal him they were gonna steal him <laughs> they were gonna take a prisoner and um basically it fell because on the evening of it he was betrayed by someone else um one of the other um men in this um plot so it was all over even though it was all over, um, he was he decided even though he was a wanted man and because obviously this has been his plot, but to steal this guy and <laughs> keep hearing that he was a wanted man. He still decided to visit his wife, who was living in the Irish capital in Dublin. So he strolled, he just wandered into Dublin, even though like he's. He's a big wanted guy. Yeah. Went into Dublin, went to it where his wife was staying, saw her, and then he strolled nonchalantly out through Dublin's gate, straight past the sentries as he left. He sounds like he should be on Badass of the Week. Mm. He should have been, actually. He should. Should. I bet he would have been on there. Like, this guy, he was, like, really wanted, and he just he walked just to his wandered. house. Wandered <laughs> to his house, chatted to his wife, wandered out past oh, all I the guards. I think it's cute that he wanted to see her, though. That's gone up in my goodness level. Oh, there you go. I bet they were missing each other. So, if you were in exile in Ireland, what would you do? Unless you just read it. Um, no. <laughs> oh. um, Where, like, he can't live in Dublin now, though. This is the issue, because he's wanted. He can't go back to England, because he's in exile. I'd go to America. That's a good show, actually. But in 1642, they haven't discovered America. <laughs> the Europeans don't know it's there. Right, so that's an issue. Swerve America. I'm going. No, they do. It's fourteen ninety two. Yeah. Forty nights. So this is sixteen. I got my two centuries. He could have gone to America. Yeah, potentially. Um, but I don't think it was as it, as I'm thinking it no. would have been. Maybe like eighteenth century. If this was yeah. not eighteenth, nineteenth century. He could have just I, gone about. I would have said, get yourself over there. But his wife, um, you know, you don't want to leave. He's got a kid as well. I would have said, up. sent them a ticket. They right. could have gone over and met him nice. over there. That's all. Really so. good. Yeah. And, uh, um, Americans like the fact that they've got Irish heritage. They They're do, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm, an, I'm a quarter Irish. They That's do. the first thing they tell you. <laughs> um, but I think he should. I don't know. I think he should just set up a little business or something. Set up a little business where? In Ireland. Just outside of Dublin. Just outside of Dublin. Yeah. Well, he actually went to live in the mountains for a bit. Hmm. Somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where in Ireland. But he was using disguises. And I'm. I couldn't find anything about what disguises really he was wearing. Then. Yeah, yeah, because he's he was first of all he turned on the king. Yeah. Um, became this like big guy. He was like a lieutenant or something for Tom Thomas Cromwell, mm-hmm. and then the king's trying to kill him, and he's legged and it, then he's and then he's trying, trying to capture someone yeah. else. 
Yeah, he's a bit dodgy. He's um, a bit of a shifty character. So what were the disguises? You this is no. I, I imagine one of them's a fake nose. I knew you was going <laughs> to say something like that, or a fake mustache. Fake mustache. Yeah. Maybe dressing up Some as an elderly woman. Don't forget the glasses. Like an elderly woman. Yeah, a hat or two. Mm. Just a hunch over, get a little stick. Yeah. Wear one also, of them. Also, this wasn't a time when they had like proper like makeup. No. Where they could disguise and that them. comes back into it in a okay. minute. This disguise thing. So. And then maybe, I'm not sure what happened then, but basically he's living in the mountains. And I think he just maybe got fed up with living in the mountains in disguise or people started to figure out that he's living in the mountains because obviously people are looking for him. So he ended up going to Holland. He ran off to the Netherlands as a wanted man. So he turned against the king, he'd worked for the enemy, he'd ran again, he ran away and then he tried to rebel again. So he was really wanted. So it's quite strange that Sometime in the 1660s, but definitely by 1670, he just returned to England. He just like he just wandered back in again. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was saying about the fact that they don't have you know, facial recognition. They don't have any of this. Oh, they yeah. obviously have maybe posters and stuff, but but it, that had been a just, certain amount of time, so his face would have changed anyway. Probably could have grown a beard, one like you. But it was only a few years because 1660 was when Charles II came back to the throne, um, and he left to go to Ireland, and then he was in Ireland. Tried to do that thing probably about sixteen sixty one, and then he's he comes seems to come back within like the within like a few years like four or five years, he's come back to England and no one's noticed so he's changed his name to Doctor Aloth or Doctor Alif depending or Doctor Allen depending on um, the story and he was a, apparently a doctor now and he had a uh, a practicing um, no practicing. I put him, he was a he was a practicing physician in Romford Market, which is east of London, despite having no medical knowledge this, whatsoever. This stresses me out when people <laughs> pretend to be doctors. That's playing catch with someone else's ca- life. Anything catch me if you can. No, but is that the playing one? The one, yeah, where Leonard, I've seen the film, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. it's a guy called Frank Abadnale Jr. And he, yeah, he pretended to be a pilot for a while. He pretended yes, to be the one, a lawyer, and he also pretended to be a doctor. <laughs> and now he's writing loads of books and makes loads of money off it. And yeah. he's dodgy, dodgy. But um, he worked for the FBI after that, I think. But yeah, I should tell that story. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, but this is also a good one. So he pretended to be. I don't know how. Um, oh, that just stresses me out when I hear people do that. It's not funny. <laughs> but yeah, all right, sorry. He uh, he had this um, practice in Romford Market. I also wear that it's in a market. I assume it's not in like in my head. I assume it's not the same as market. The meat, the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it'll be like market where they have like a little room, mm. like a Victorian market kind of thing. You know, like where it's in a hall. Maybe yeah. Like but it does seem strange to yeah, me. I'm just like, I'm going to get my Christmas cards and then I'll, <laughs> you know, get some knitting needles and stuff and then probably just knit to see Doctor <laughs> Allen. I've got surgery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, to be fair though, I think it's weird. In America, when I went into a Walmart, I had my hair cut in a Walmart. No, you did not. In the hairdresser yeah. in a Walmart. I think I know what you mean. They're at the front, aren't they? Mm. The shops, and then there's the big shop. Yeah, they're at the yeah. Yeah. It's weird though, isn't it? And there's a McDonald's really there um, nearby. But we have that here because we have like. But we don't have a hairdresser's. No, in but Tesco. we have like a Costa in a Tesco. Yeah. We don't okay. Think yeah. McDonald's or a Costa. Yeah, but. I, I think guess it's just where they rent the space in. Except, right, I've told, uh, you've just reminded me, but I went for a job interview once. I didn't get it because this, this woman hated me. 
for some reason. I could just got the vibes. Don't know why. You give off. Um, you give off that vibe. No. Um. So I went for this job interview, and it was in like this tutor centre, and that was in a Tesco's. Oh. Just at the front of a Tesco. It was like a tutor for kids. Like. Hmm. But yeah, the woman hated me. I could tell from the get go, and I walked out, and I made friends with this guy, and I was like, well, "I've not got that job. I'm telling you." Oh. And he got that job because oh. I bumped into him in a club later. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I got the job, and I was like, I didn't. Oh. But I knew. Anyway. So your friendship was was ruined. Yeah. Then he went on to fancy my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Good stories, isn't it? He's called Lawrence as well, like that guy last week. Oh really? Yeah. Um. So, back to the story. <laughs> yeah. He's a physician. Um. And I, I actually wrote he'd never get away with that now. First of all, coming back into the country, no one recognising him, and setting up a practice. And yeah, getting no, away with it. No. And also setting up a practice in a market. No. <laughs> that's that's the most unbelievable mm. bit there. Sorry for that noise. <laughs> His um, son was also a Thomas. Because he was called Thomas Blood. Thomas yeah. Blood Jr. I like that. He, and he Thomas? was an apprentice to an apothecary. Um, Is that about like the, the drinks? Time. I think it's the, um, the, potions. the potion sort yeah. of thing. Which sort of links maybe... I think it's mainly like... It's not quite, um, it's sort of like health remedies, but I don't think it is, it's not the same as a doctor. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's more it's like a nice smelling things. Mystic. Yeah. Um, so he was an ap- apprentice to that, and but he later became a highwayman, uh, preying on travellers in Surrey. <laughs> what do you mean, preying on travellers? Because he was a highwayman, a highwayman as in like stealing things. Right, okay. So on the highway. I thought he meant someone um, fix his roads. Like. <laughs> 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 I didn't understand why no, he was preying on just... people. <laughs> no, he, um, he stole from people. Oh, like, right. Well, um, they both got down on my good list. I my almost good... said, like, Dick Whittington, but that's a pantomime. That is. Oh, I'm no, think... he's not. Very <laughs> <There he> good. <laughs> I'm thinking of Dick Turpin, which I might do a story on, actually. No, I just, yeah, I've just not heard of him, so that'll be cool. Interesting, highwayman. Um, he's not a fixer of roads. He's not a fixer of roads. He's a th- he's a theft. He's a thief. <laughs> so our blood, uh, Thomas Blood Senior, was apparently then. There's a lot of stories I could say about what mm-hmm. sort of missions he was in, what sort of whatever. It gets a bit un- yeah, difficult. It, it to get does. The, yeah, because you in different places. He's got three different names as well. Yeah, Doctor Allen, Doctor Aleph, Doctor Aloth. But our blood, yeah, he was apparently involved in a secret mission when he returned to England. And that was to persuade the Republican regicide, Edmund Ludlow, to quit his exile in Switzerland and join in a plot to overthrow the monarchy, uh, a conspiracy that was backed by the Dutch government. Very Lots of different countries involved in that. There is. Um, but I can't find much about that, so I presume it failed. Um, so, yeah, the idea was that he was in a secret mission, he came back to England, and his idea was to... Um, I don't know how he was supposed to get this Republican guy, Edmund Ludlow, who was in exile in Switzerland to help him overthrow the monarchy in England, and it was backed by a Dutch government. That is very, very confusing. <laughs> I think I've got that right, but by the well, the the government monarchy didn't get overthrown, so yeah. I assume that didn't work. So he was on to his next bit of rebellion, and this um, this one's quite good. He's uh, his old roundhead friend, his old um, friend from the war, from the Civil War, Captain John Mason. He was in custody. At an inn near Doncaster. So, naturally, Blood decided to go and rescue him. Because, you know, instead of, you know, keeping a low profile... Yeah, just being happy in his Yeah, practice. killing people in your doctors. Yeah. Um, he's like, my mate, 
Well, that dog, please be quiet. Thank you. Um, my mate is... No. No, he's not listening. He never barks, that dog, as well. <laughs> he just... For those people who can hear this dog barking, he just starts barking at midnight or about five o'clock in the morning, but then he's just silent the rest of the time. What's that Sometimes about? Sometimes when we smile, he's quiet. <laughs> just for the record, <laughs> he can't see us. But it worked yesterday. He did work yesterday. Um... Oh no, he's I've quiet. You did just smile. Lorna's smile is magic. So he's decided to go and rescue um, Captain John Mason. So it's July 1667, and Blood decided to ambush the military escort that which was taking Mason to trial for treason in York. So he's staying at this inn in Doncaster, and he's being moved now to uh, York for to be put on trial. And he's like, naturally. I need to stop this. No, I need to stop him from because it, it would have probably been executed. There's so many noises today. <laughs> so many noises. Um, he would have probably been executed. Okay. Um, so he, he was like, right, we're going we're gonna to intervene. We're going to save him. Blood, because he went with a few other people, Blood was injured um, in this ruckus as he you know, pulled him from a carriage or whatever he did. Yeah. But Blood and uh, Mason got away. Um, and a £100 reward was offered for their arrest. Um, for the arrest of Blood and Mason, but um, Blood was now living by the name Thomas Allen in Kent, and I put vintage Blood. So now he's decided I'm moving to Kent. And he's changed. I'm going to become Thomas again. Allen because he was he was potentially Doctor Allen or Doctor Aloff before. But we don't know what he's. But we don't know. But now he's he's Thomas Allen. He keeps Thomas, but then he makes up the the uh, other names. Right. Hundred pound um, reward. Is can what? I just ask? Yeah. He doesn't know where his wife is obviously. See, this is the thing. Son, his, his son seems to have grown up because his son became an apprentice and then went dodgy. Yeah. His son comes back into it, but his wife, I'm not so sure where she went. Oh, I hope where she's she live okay, with him? Mrs. Blood. <laughs> well, I, I can't remember if I bring her up again. So, we'll you know, he saved his mate, Victory. Mm-hmm. And he's back in England. He's caused this ruckus. So, what would you do? Are you? He's in Kent. I, to be honest, say, I wouldn't have done a lot of what no, he's already done, fair, but fair. I think now I would get my doctor's surgery. Like oh. if he's he's already done it, he may as well do it again and lie low. Might as well get your degree. No, he's not even saying get a degree. But he's living in Kent now, so as much as I hate it, it can just become. He could pretend to be a doctor again. I think Thomas Blood though had a different view in life to you, <laughs> and instead of lying low, he thought, "I'm going to go back to my greatest failure." And he went to try and kidnap Lord Aldmund again. Again. <laughs> He's tried once. He tried to seize the castle and take him. So this time, he's going to try again. But I don't actually think this is his choice. Because I was like, why would he... Why why try again on this guy? Does, mm-hmm. What does he have against this guy? Um, uh, yeah, but what did he have against him? And why did he want to mess up Aldmund's life so much? Um, but I'll explain the, the theory behind this in a minute. So... The 6th of December, 1670, uh, Blood is now calling himself Colonel. So he's called Colonel Thomas Blood, but he's given himself that name, which is not something... you can I just, agree I just, with Yeah, this. you can't like, appoint just, yourself Colonel. He's just working his way up, to be honest. So he appointed himself Doctor, he appointed himself Colonel. I'm surprised if he's like, oh no, sorry, Charles II, I'm the king. I'm King Thomas, <laughs> yeah. Thomas Blood, the first. No, but yeah, I don't know what... How you just appoint yourself colonel and it sticks. I couldn't do that now. I'd be Def- like, everyone uh, what it's, um, people actually call me Captain Matthew. Uh, Captain Matt. Just call me that. Um, 
But I also, what is your colonel of? Because he's not part of the army. And I put mischief questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he yeah. a colonel of what? He's a colonel of chaos. Colonel of chaos, great name. Um, so anyway, he, uh, him and four others decided to stop Almond's coach, um, you know, travelling down the street and mm-hmm. intending to, to murder him. They wanted to drag him off to the gallows uh, and hang him like a common criminal, so hang him in mm-hmm. the gallows. But as they pulled at him, obviously he fought back. He weren't just yeah. going to be taken. And they all shot the pistols, but they all missed him uh, and he managed Why to get are away. Why these all novices? I don't know. They're absolute They're amateurs. Right. None of these plots have gone well. No. <laughs> Why do they carry on? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so I sort of looked to try and find who sent him and it seems as this guy called George Villiers, who was the second Duke of Buckingham, was probably behind the plot, and he he really hated Ormond. He hated him. Um, the court is mortally, so he really mm. really didn't like him. And their feuds at court, because I assume at court together, were often violent. And um, it's it's thought that this courtier um, George Villiers paid blood to kill kill his rival. And Ormond's son, fair. Lord Ormond's son, um, believed that, and he said um, one time he saw Buckingham near the king one day at court and he was like he became red faced with anger and he told him my lord I know well that you are at the bottom of this late attempt of bloods upon my father therefore I give you fair warning that if my father comes to a violent end by sword or pistol if he dies by the hand of a ruffian my favourite word or by the way, or by the more secret way of poison, I shall I shall consider you the assassin. Wherever I meet you, I shall pistol you, though you might stand behind the king's chair. So he was convinced that um, Villiers had been paying blood, blood to. Uh, I would have gone up to him and been like, I don't know why you keep sending him blood. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like try someone else. Yeah. <laughs> there must be other assassins because <laughs> yeah. uh, blood's just not getting the job done for you. To be honest, is it? Um, so yeah, that was just a little side note that mm-hmm. that seems to be why Blood keeps coming after this same guy and failing. So um, Blood was undeterred by his latest failure. He's not going back, is he? Um, no. So as he's okay. as he narrowly escaped capture, because obviously he's missed, and then people are swarming on him to catch him because mm-hmm. he's tried to murder this guy in the street. Yep. He came up with a better plan. That was the plan to steal the crown jewels. Why did you think this was a better plan? I feel like he's one of the people, right, where you try something like, I would try um, football. Mm. I tried it for you a couple did of try years. it. I did try it for a couple of years. I wasn't very good, but oh. I did enjoy time with my friends. Oh. But um, so after a couple of years, I decided it. I weren't very good. Yeah, and but you I was... knew I weren't very good and I didn't carry on. Mm, but maybe you should have because you enjoyed your time with your friends. I think that's what you're Yeah, but I had a new sport where I enjoyed oh, my time okay. with my friends. Netball. I was better at that, everyone. Mm. Um, Not great, but better. <laughs> I was good. Um, I have no Rude. idea. You can't all be as good as you. Thank you, Netball. I'm quite good. Um, but he... Yeah, but maybe he's just having it. He's like, oh, me and I are old, you know mates from the civil war we like getting together trying to kill someone you know all that business i think it's a bit different though me not playing a football match or playing the minute at the end of every match and him nearly dying and being on the run forever you, you compared it though yourself you were the i f- know i know but now <laughs> you I've made a comparison um it's, it's different nevertheless he was the one who thought the crown jewels are a good shout can i ask you do you think he succeeded in stealing the crown jewels i really want to say no but I think for for you to do a report on this, it might be a yes. Mm. But do you think you would have heard about it if he had stolen the crown jewels before? 
Uh, I think you would have heard about it before. I think I would have heard about it before, but I don't know. Anyway, so Thomas Blood and King Charles II, just before we get into the actual stealing the cudgels, they had a bit of a strange relationship, and you'll, you'll notice this later on. But at some point, I think it was when he returned to England, um, um, George, 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 Thomas had another plot, and that was to king to kill the king. That doesn't surprise me. Um, and was this before or after the so this is before before. Okay. So he's he's come back from exile. He's you know he's been in these random plots with he's the Dutch government. Doctor. He's been the doctor. He's done all this, and that, at some point he decided. I'm going to hide in these reeds alongside the te- the Thames at Battersea, and I'm going to shoot King Charles. So King Charles was a skinny dipping in the river. No, he wasn't. As you do. Um, this is bizarre. And I was Thomas, just thinking that Thomas was a sandwich shop and picnic, and now I think King, King Charles is. No, as you'll well. get that as well later on. So he's he's doing a bit of skinny dipping, just as you have. But there's not the same security there is now. So Thomas is just hiding in these reeds, and he's like. I'm going to shoot him. But um, Thomas decided to hold his fire as, and I quote, his heart stopped him out of awe for his majesty. So no. he was like, wow, this guy is amazing. He's just seen him naked and realised he's, like, he's gay. He's <laughs> like, I can't kill that him. That body. He's just flipping <laughs> <laughs> it. So he's, yeah, he's just... He's just in awe of the king now. Even though he hated him and he wanted to kill him, he's seen him and he's like... So bizarre. He's like, hob a hob. <laughs> um, so I don't know if he did actually think that. Or he was just Still like... He's got, I don't know why he say he's like, I'm in awe of this naked old man coming out of... I assume he's oh, old. Oh, he's old. I think he's... I don't oh, know, actually. No. No. <laughs> I have no idea how old he's he is. Like, oh my God, I love his wrinkles. Oh. <laughs> so... This relationship between Blood and uh, King Charles II would only get weirder after Blood entered the Tower of London to steal the crown jewels. Wait. Sizzle, sizzle, Ooh. sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> um, so, did Charles know that he was going to kill him at this place? No. Okay. okay. I think I, I assume we've got it in like journals or something because that seems to be something that um, that Thomas wrote. Yeah. No one's like getting captured. No, for that yeah, I just didn't know if he already had a relationship. No, um, but obviously Thomas Blood was known. And he was a really a wanted, wanted man, man and yeah. he mentioned him. That other guy, um, Lord Ormond's son, mentioned him in court. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he was like, "You're sending Excuse Thomas me. Blood to kill me." So everyone knew who it was. The crown jewels were kept where? Do you know where they kept? Tower of London. The Tower of London. Bam, bam. They were kept in the basement, and the keeper of the jewels, which is a good title. For anyone, I'd yeah, like to be the, like, the keeper yeah. of the jewels. Sounds like something like Harry Potter. <laughs> he was a man named Talbot Edwards, oh. and he lived with his family above the basement. And apparently, in 1671, he was 77 years old. I'm not sure. He's so cute. I know that's what I, I thought. Talbot. Mm. Oh, um, there's a few different accounts about exactly what happened, but as always, I've sort of rolled them together into one neat story. Yeah, that's it's what history's yeah. about, isn't it? Doing <laughs> um, all the piecing together. Yeah. So, at some point in 1671, uh, Thomas Blood went to see the crown jewels. So he went to just visit Why them. Why did they let him in? So now that he probably just oh, wandered in. He was dressed as a parson, which is a, like a member of the clergy. 
so oh, he's gone right, in as, right. as a priest. Great disguise. It reminds it's long, me. long, it covers a lot of you. Good shout, I believe Thomas. that um, Hugh Grant in the recent film Paddington 2 took this advice yes. when he dressed as a nun. Go and watch it, it's pretty funny. It's um, really so he looked he looked respectable as a, as a parson. Um, and yeah, I said bear in mind that he's, he's a wanted man at this point. Mm-hmm. So he's sort of in disguise. And he got chatting to Talbot Edwards. A bit friendly, a bit of friendly chit-chat. So then Blood returned later, I think a different day, with his wife. Um, and, you know, he chatted to Talbot and he had a wander around, saw the crown jewels, you know, big tourist taking pictures. Aww. I don't actually know. Pano. <laughs> That's a very... Okay. Um, so... Lana's <laughs> laughing. Um, his wife then had a violent stomachache. Did Apparently. She? So that's what I thought. I, I don't think she did. I think that is in quotation. And they were taken to Edward's apartment to I'm, rest. I'm glad his wife's back though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, his yeah. wife's back. Um so yeah, they were taken but to Edward's she's apartment. She's too, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm she's also in on not it. glad. So Blood uh, was really grateful. So it, I don't know if he genuinely was if she did get ill, but I it seems like maybe it maybe it was a plot to see where Edward's lived in comparison to the Crown Jewels all that sort of stuff. Blood was grateful he returned a couple of days later with four pairs of white gloves for Mrs. Edwards for being so kind. Why four? Why not one? One for her, one for her husband, Talbot. Um, and it seemed, did he live with his children? Maybe his children. I don't know, says for Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Edwards. Yeah, true. Don't know. I don't know that. I didn't look that up. So, the two families became close, apparently. This is in one of the stories, and they, apparently they met they met again and again a few times, um, the Edwards and the Bloods. And El Edwards had a, a, a daughter, and I've put in brackets a fitty, and I'm not sure why. And Blood why had a that? wealthy nephew, supposedly. I think I read that she was an attractive daughter. Oh, she's a worldie. She's a worldie. And Blood has a wealthy nephew, so a supposed wealthy nephew. They're going to match him up. And so they're going to set up a meeting. So they set up a meeting. So the 9th of May came around. 9th of May, 1671. This is what I found weird. Blood arrived at 7am. That is so early. Too early for anything. That's an eager beaver. With this so-called nephew and two other men. Just bringing two other men along, obviously. Yeah, obviously other nephews and cousins (laughs) and whatnot. So the nephew went off to chat to this, to uh, Edward's daughter. And these other men said... Talbot, we we quite fancy going seeing the crown jewels. If you know, if you don't mind, you're the keeper of the jewels. Show us no. in. So praying on an old oh. man. So Edwards led them downstairs. He unlocked the door, and blood knocked him out with a mallet and stabbed him with a sword. He's just killed him. He stabbed him with a sword. But is he dead? That's what I want well, to know. So there was a metal grill in front of the jewels, um, which the men removed. Just pulled off this grill. Oh worked away at this grill. So the crown jewels, do you know what they are? What are the crown jewels? One's a crown. One of them is a crown. Is one not like a stick with like a jewel on the end of something majiggy? Scepter. Is yeah. something not a ball as well? Yeah, you got, all, got them all. That was good. Is there not more? No, that was it. Stick and the ball. It's a, a crown, an orb and a scepter. The so, orb's got a cross on it though, right? Scepter. <laughs> it's got a C but I'm pretty sure it's uh it's silent. Rapper. It's not. Skepta. It's not British grime artist Skepta. It's a scepter. I can't even say it now. So the men took these. So it's pretty funny actually. So the crown, they flattened with the mallet, 
put it in a bag. Are you joking? So they smacked this. Are you joking? <laughs> they were like they're absolutely, they're absolutely strange. So they smacked this. Smack. I think I don't know whether they smack it into the 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 actual. You know, like some of the crowns have like puffy like clothy bits on the top. Yeah. I don't know if they're hitting that to push it in, but you could steal it your hand, surely. But they hit also, with them out. why would you not bring a bag big enough? You can't sell on the crown jewels if you've squished them. I don't know what... Well, maybe they're trying to melt... I, don't, I have no idea what they're going to do with them. So, they smack that one. They smack that one and um, flatten it and shove it in a bag. Blood puts the orb down his pants. That's the best Brilliant. way. He looks oh. like he's got like a, <laughs> I don't an know. abnormality. Mm, looks like he's got... Um, what's, that, what's that called? Um... Looks like he's had an insect bite on his. Yeah, um, that's not what I'm thinking though. What's he getting? Um, your groin or? You a get... hernia. Hernia, thanks. He's had a hernia. He's got a hernia. So the scepter though, is it called scepter? The more I'm saying it, the less I'm convinced. Scepter. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's scepter. Was a bit long. It's a bit long. It's not <laughs> fitting. It's a bit too long to fit down your pants. To be fair. And it's a bit too long to fit in the bag, so... If they had a long coat, like a trench coat, in the back of the coat. In the back, yeah. It like it Wonder Woman. I was going to it's a film. It's like Wonder Woman. She puts that sword in the back yeah, in the yeah. film. Um, apparently, though, um, Blood's brother-in-law, Hunt, who was one of the men, tried to saw it in half to try and fit it in the bag. Oh, my <laughs> Which, God. again, completely maybe, not the point actually, of stealing the crown jewels. Yeah, but maybe they're only stealing them to steal them rather than selling yeah, them. Yeah, potentially. They're just trying to mess with the crown. Yeah, like, maybe what take them, maybe just melt them down, but... Potentially, but I still think it's daft to... But who would want to buy the crown jewels also, as well? Also, try and sell that? I don't know. I, even I would think this isn't going to work. Yeah. Well, as they were um, faffing about, it seemed... I'm not sure, this bit is a bit... Um, Blurry. Well, yeah, there's two different accounts of exactly what happened. But as they were faffing, Edwards woke up and he shouted, Murder, treason. Another source says that they were legging it. They were like gonzies. Mm -hmm. And Edwards' son, um, Wythe, W-Y-T-H-E, he returned home that day, that moment. And uh, he sort of helped his dad get up. And that's when his dad shouted, Treason, murder, the crown is stolen. Which I think is quite famous. Um, so Talbot's been stabbed. I've got more about Talbot, don't worry. Okay, so either way, uh, Blood and his men are legging it. They, they're running across, because obviously they're in the grounds Looking of the daft. Tower of London. He's got the orb down his pants. They've got the flattened crown in the bag. What did One, he's still trying to saw oh, it. Yeah. I don't actually know. I assume he just. I don't know. It's like he's playing well, a musical instrument across the. The, uh, the, the scepter was the first thing they dropped as they're running across the ground. Which is natural, because obviously he's got the orb in his pants, he's hidden. Just... You can't just run with this set. Yeah. <laughs> so, Actually, though, might have been a good weapon. It could have been, yeah. Um, shots were fired. There was a ruckus. And... When's there not a ruckus when blood's <laughs> around? And blood was arrested as he tried to flee through the iron gate. And the rest of them got caught along the way as well. One of them, um, the nephew, the, the nephew in British. Yeah, Buddhist, the wealthy nephew. That was his son, I think. Okay. So the crown jewels were recovered. So they didn't make it out with the. Uh, they dropped them out. The crown jewels, yeah, they dropped it and they got arrested. Got arrested. Um, in custody, Blood refused to answer the questions that were asked him, and he instead repeatedly, repeatedly said, "I'll answer to none but the king himself." 
just wants to flirt with him. So he? he's seen him naked. He's I like, oh, let me go and chat to the yeah, king. I'm oh. not bothered about being he did actually. He was like apparently quite charming and, and charismatic, oh, and blood. he thought he could. Yeah, blood thought he could yeah, charm like, the king. Sounds arrogant. So blood was taken to the palace where he's questioned by King Charles, King Charles, Prince Rupert, the Duke of York, and other members of the royal family. King Charles was amused at Blood's audacity uh, when Blood told him that the crown jewels were not worth the £100,000 that they were valued at, but only £6,000. So he's like, actually, your crown jewels aren't that, they're not actually worth as much as you think they are, mate. So he thought it was quite funny. So the king said to Blood, what if I should give you your life? And Blood said, I would endeavour to deserve it, sire. So... That's really weird. So why wasn't he just immediately, he wasn't immediately then hung, you know, for high no, treason? Charles just said he loves him and he'll give him his life. Yeah, so the plain truth is that the brash Irishman was useful to Charles, um, rather than being hanged, drawn and quartered, um, which was the fate of traitors, mm-hmm. especially someone trying to steal the crown jewels. Uh, and he stabbed the, uh, the the keeper of the jewels. Um, and he was apparently really charmish. Uh, charmish? Charmful. Um, so, three months later... So he didn't get killed immediately. He and his accomplices were pardoned for all treasons, murders, felonies, and assaults committed by them. But apparently, the um, I I don't remember this, but it said I've written that the uh, <laughs> monarch did not didn't the monarch's munificence monif- did not end with wiping blood's sheet clean of all crimes. But I'm sure I read that you know like. He's, he's wiped everything. Yeah. Um, and the king granted him property in Ireland, providing an income of £500 a year and a pension for life. So he's he's tried to steal the crown jewels. He's got an audience with the king and he somehow talked his way into not being hung, but being, being given property and being paid and a pension for life. So... That, you know that bit where it says that? Yeah. Munificence. Yeah. That means like... Their generosity didn't end with wiping his... Oh. Oh, okay. So, all oh, right. So, as well as wiping sheet clean, they did Yeah, this. okay. That's why I was confused. Oh, I guess... That's you know what that word meant. I didn't... I wrote it, but I didn't know what it meant. So, he basically, he became a spy. This is... This is a bit... People don't know if this is really true, but mm-hmm. he became a spy, apparently, for the king, eavesdropping on the whispers and gossip uh, within court. So now he's so landed, so he, he goes to court now. Yeah. Um, and he's working as a, a double agent apparently, as well as in court, he's going into you know the the streets of London, um, and learning about all these cons because obviously he knows a lot of people who were conspiring against the king. He's learning this, giving that information now to the king, mm-hmm. in response for you know his land and his money, um, and yeah. So basically, he started working for the king originally. Went to fight in the Civil War. Then he's gone to Thomas Cromwell's signs because they're winning. Then he's come. He's faffed. He's 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 tried to undermine the king. Then he still sort of stayed mm-hmm. on Thomas Cromwell's that that side. And then to stop he, himself to stop dying, himself from dying, he, he turned he back to the back. king and, he, and he's he's giving up all his old mates basically, all these people who wanted to kill the king and and sort of turn England back into a republic. So. He was also um, employed by politicians as well. He was seen as pretty useful. So all these politicians help you help um, hide in to help destroy their rivals' reputations. Um, and he said he was in the um, headquarters of this guy called White, 
um, in the back room of White's Coffee House near London's Royal Exchange, and Blood declared that it's no matter if one lets me fall, another takes me up. I'm the best tool they have. So he's always he's like, mm. someone's always going to hire me to too arrogant for me. to like take down their rival or to give them dirt on this guy. So he's he's basically just turned into a bit of a snitch, Anna. So. Shortly after um, his, his release from the tower, someone saw him walking through Whitehall Palace wearing a new suit and a periwig, um, and he was apparently really happy. He's a, a tall... Of he is. He just sucked oh, out just... for number one. Yeah, he's just like living his life, and he's looking good now, better than he ever has. Um, and yeah, he became, a, he became a familiar figure then, around London, around the court in London as well. So he's gone from being this rebel to being... The guy of the king. Um, Edwards. Talbot Edwards. Yeah. So, two things I found. I left these till the last because they're contradictory. Okay. Edwards recovered from his wounds, was rewarded by the king for his service, and lived to a ripe old age, recounting his part in the story of the theft of the jewels to all visitors to the tower. Mm-hmm. The thing I read first, though, was... Edwards, the injured keeper of the jewels, was promised £300 compensation by the king, but never received it and died from the effects of his wounds two years later. So, oh. I'm not sure which is true. Whether he was rewarded by the king, lived on. It's literally the exact opposite yeah. of the scale. It's weird that I couldn't find... I'm sure if I read books and not the internet, I would find... Yeah. But, if you have more time, but... But, yeah, but... So either you choose which one. You, do you think he? I think it's I pretty sad. The, nice the one. one where the king were like, "Thanks for your service. Here's some money," and he carried on doing his job. And he'd tell yeah, people, yeah. you know, someone tried to steal these ones. Look at his stab wound. Yeah, I want to go for that one. Yeah. But I actually think it might be the other one. Mm. But I want to go for that one because, especially the other one, because the king was notorious for King Charles II was notorious for owing people pensions, owing people money, you know, regular people, get, and never paying them. So the idea that he was owed, he promised this money, three hundred pounds, and yeah, never got also, paid. Yeah. Also, for the time that it was, I wouldn't be surprised if he died from his wounds. Yeah, and also three hundred pound compensation is loads. If you think hundred pound was how much they want, um, was the wanted when um, yeah, that's so blood much was wanted. That's like, a lot of money nowadays. And um, the it's land that the land that um blood was given was worth five hundred pound a year, which is. That's, a, that's lot. a lot. So three hundred pound in compensation is, is a lot. Yeah. Um. So just to wrap up, Blood died age sixty two. <laughs> at his home in Bowling Alley, Westminster, given his reputation for disguise and intrigue, the government had to actually exhume his body. I don't know if this is a myth to dispel the widespread belief amongst people that he had faked his own death. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Um. So apparently, these people, people who knew him, had to go and try and identify him, um, and they didn't, they didn't recognise him, and he was only identified by his enlarged thumb, which was the result of an old wound. That's horrible. So <laughs> people thought that he. He was still alive. Yeah, he's probably but, like trying to claim on his life insurance. <laughs> but apparently, it was him because yeah. But you could, if he wanted to, if they don't recognise him, so if he did want to, you know, pretend to be dead, then he yeah, could he just could cut someone else's thumb and. Yeah. But but apparently it was him, so he oh. died at sixty two, um, having turned and turned again. So that's the story of Thomas Blood and the attempted 
theft of the crown jewels. It was a good one. Thanks. Very good. Well done. Yeah, he's an interesting character, but uh, mm-hmm. not. I've just read reading that again. I like him less. Not that I really liked him the first time. It's just time. cool, like ooh. yeah, it's interesting. But then I was he's like, oh no, he, he just kept. Week, but now he just kept turning on on yeah. people. And I think on my goodness rating, mm. I think I should have heard of him about fifty percent. About fifty percent. Yeah. I think people might sort of should maybe know about him, but yeah. But I think is there another time when the crown jewels have been stolen? I think so. I, that's why I'm yeah. getting confused with. I think. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but maybe I'm thinking of the World Cup. The World Cup got stolen, I think. Did it? When yeah, and then like a dog discovered it in like a field oh. or something. <laughs> I that can't remember so that weird. story. You should do a pod on that. Um, got a few ideas for a pod on this one now. Um, so that is um, I didn't write a big question, which is useless, isn't it? But um, I'll put you in the theme song now. You did ask quite a few questions throughout. Mm, as well. I did try my best. I can put in the theme song now. I can have a little think. The big, big question. question. <laughs> Today's big question. Do, 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 do. So we're back. How would you steal the crown jewels? Take the idea that it's in the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. Modern day. I'm not back then, am I? Um, no, I'll say back then because it's probably easier. Like now, you've got you know so many cameras, so many you know. People yeah. knocking about what what are you what are you thinking oh, that you would thinking, use in the modern day to steal the crown jewels? Oh, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking more how I would get in. No, but I got imagine my idea you about can, getting out. Yeah, so you, I, I think you can go in. You can go in like you're visiting the crown jewels, and there's a moment where you're left alone with the crown jewels. You have that opportunity to just grab them because you don't have to right, break okay. it. Look, so you just gotta grab them. Modern day. Right. I'm doing it modern day. Okay. We're in the Tower of London. Yeah, we're having a day um, out. Oh, this is nice. I'm like, oh, this is nice. We're have a few pictures. I've, actually. I've planned it. I'm I like, don't know though about this. Yeah, you're I'm just there. with me. I'm dressed. I'm looking the real deal because the real um, deal. How? Wait, I'm getting there. Okay. So the Tower of London is used for art displays. Okay. And um, things like that in the modern day. I'm dressing up as someone who sets up the art displays. Okay. I, I'm just like, oh, I'm just in my break. I'm going to have a look around. I've met up with you. We're going to have some pictures. Oh, lovely. Um, we end up in the room. There's no one there. And I'm like, oh, Matt, I'm just going to pick up this this crown. No, what? What are you doing? Well, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to steal the yeah, crown jewels. It's apparently worth £100,000. No, 1640. I've heard it was £6,000. 6000 Well, still, at the rate that... Um, yeah, it's, it's expensive. Inflation. You get a lot of yeah, money I'm for gonna... it, to be fair. All right, so, okay, I'm on board. I'm dressed up in my thing. I've got my little pass around. You've easily name. persuaded me. I'm a bit worried about myself. All I'm asking you to do is look the other way. Is put the scepter in the back of your trench coat. Okay. Go I, on. I'm wearing a trench yeah, coat. You okay. Are I'm glad you made me wear this trench yeah, coat, no, coat today. Yeah, no. It's done it. Yeah. Um, I've got it. You've got, got your rucksack as well, haven't you? You brought that with you. Yeah, yeah I got my rucksack. Right, go on, yeah. chuck the crown in there. Chuck I'll it in. stick this orb down my pants. Why? Put it in the bag. We have a bag for a reason. Right, I'm putting it in the bag. God, God. Right. All the things are in the bag. The scepter's really long. It's going from the bottom of my feet to like it's just sticking no, out a little not. bit. No, it's not. It's not your toe. I know it is, but it's pretty long. Right, stick it in the back of your boot. Yeah, it is. Okay, and okay. it's up to like the back of my yeah. neck. So I've just got, got, got. You've got a scarf it's like on I'm that's covering brilliant. it. Brilliant. It's freezing. It's I've winter. just got a walk. <laughs> I should have walked in like I've sort of got like a brace on my leg. 
And then yeah, I kind of walk a out like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, we'll just pretend you've got earphones and you're listening to a rapper or something and you're like, and I'm, I'm, you're bopping. I'm bopping, okay. And walking funny. With a sept in yeah. my leg, okay. Meanwhile, I'm chatting away to the people who work in the room like, oh yeah, have you seen so the basically- display outside? We've set it up, it's going live on this day, it's going to be around for this long. Yeah, um, the toilets are just over there. I'm helping the public as well the because public, I'm that good. Okay. Can I just say leaflets. something? Meanwhile, we're on our way out. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just come to have a look around with my family. Don't you dare pick no, holes in this. Can I say something? Something. If we get caught, I'm the one going to jail. <laughs> I've got the scepter in my pants. I'll take the bag. I've I'll got the, the bar bag. pack with the orb and the crown I'm jewels. Taking the bag. You're just like, oh, I'm just working. I don't know who this guy is. And no, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I'll take the bag. You just okay. brought the bag, but I will okay. carry it. Out. Brilliant. I've done it, Anna. So then we walk out, but as we're wandering out the room, there's first of all these guards, but also other people are going to go in and be like, where's the crown jewels? Because we're not, we've not, we've not run out. We've just wandered out. This is the issue. We're going on a quiet day. Okay. There's not as many people wandering they, into they will the room. Be. To know. No, no, no. We've in the scenario, <laughs> we've got an empty room to pick up the jewels. But then, as as we leave, other people go in you and notice. Say this when you ask me oh, the but it was obvious. So. Right. Other people are going to notice. You can't just walk out then, it's okay. surely. I brought holographic things with me that makes it holographic. You've watched too many movies. <laughs> and I've got another one of Tupac in the corner. <laughs> um, yeah, just, yeah, put my holographic things on. So it looks like it's there. Mm. That was my sound effect of it lighting okay, up. Okay, <laughs> so no one's going to question us as we leave? No. Okay. I'm just going to ba- baffle them. Because they're going to go to question me like, have you seen the crown jewels? And I'm going to go, oh, you're asking about the art display? Yeah. It starts mm. on Monday. It's around for four weeks. And you go, go this way. You walk clockwise. I'll just give you a map. One second. Get a map out of my pocket. And be like, I actually work. It. I'm the police. I'm actually. Here to and look I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go. Excellent. Everyone... We need involvement from everyone in the community. No. Can you tell the rest of your <laughs> team mean, to join in? Excuse can me, you, miss. Can you put the poster in your office, please? Because we want as Brilliant. many people to see this. The crown jewels are missing. We're working for a really good cause. I know it's the crown jewels. No, no. I'm not talking. Can you leave the crown jewels, please? This is really important. We're working for a really good cause. For the ground jewels. What's the really good cause, though? Actually, it's poverty in children. That's a really good. Co- you want to exactly. cause poverty in children? No. That's a, not oh. a very, You're under arrest for ne- negligence. Negligence. You were meant to be on Negligan. my side. I don't Negligans. know why I have to explain Negligans. myself to you when you can't even say Negligans. that word. <laughs> Negligence. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> oh, no, I've also thought of another issue. As we're leaving, you do it in modern day. Do you not walk through? Metal detectors, people not checking your bags. Are you even allowed Only to carry? Only when you walk in. Are you allowed to carry a rucksack? Yeah. Are you? You're not allowed to around art galleries. Some almost some places. Mm. You add the rucksack under your trench coat. <laughs> okay. To get it so in. now we're walking out, and then they're like, well, "Excuse think, me, you're yeah. not supposed to be walking around with that." And I'll go, "Oh, we're leaving anyway now." No, you say it was hers. It's got a dinner in it. She's been working all day. She's been, have you not heard about I'm this really good pop, really good cause, poverty <laughs> exactly. in children? <laughs> I think we got away with that. Well, if not, I'll just whip out the scepter yeah, and just, exactly. just hit everyone fight the, the um, <laughs> what are they called the people the beef eaters. Is that what they called? I don't know. Yeah, the, uh, them people who wear like red. You know the hats and stuff at the Tower of London. Oh yes, 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 yes. The, yeah. They don't want to wear furry things. Yeah, no, not them ones. These other ones. Oh right. Okay. Anyway, so we've still on the crown jewels. If anyone wants to buy them, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just go on eBay and search crown jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, one yeah, Matt's of them... an eBay whiz. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we know what to do with it after that. I'd be like, we've got them. We'd now we can do... take pictures we for the gram. The <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. 
Yeah, I don't do it. We'll take pictures for the gram and then we'll run. Yeah. We'll We'll leave them somewhere. somewhere. (laughs) 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 We'll leave them at the same time. We'll leave. We're getting out of this with no blame. Yeah. Ideally. No, because our pictures, we get so many likes, though. Yes. It's all about the likes. It's captures, though. Mm. You're all about doing it for the gram. It's all about the gram. So, if you want to steal the crown jewels, don't come to us because I don't think we got it down. Yeah, it's flawed. Ah, this is why Bear I said mind, do it in 1641. We haven't even cased the joint. No, okay. <laughs> You've watched too many heist movies coming into this. Cased the joint. Um, this is why I said we should have done it in 1670. Right, no, 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 because I'm just thinking we just pretend to be old people. Wear oh, makeup. Talbot again. Yeah, befriend Talbot. He's fallen for it once. Stab him properly. Fall. Give him the old stab I'm not doing that. I hate that. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to stab him anyway. I'll just knock him out. Him. Knock him out. I don't know. But, well, we've gone for modern day and we've, we've succeeded. So, if you know how you would steal the crown jewels. I don't know if you should share that on Twitter with us, really. Maybe do. Yeah, <laughs> um, go on. Or email us and we'll look like we're in some sort of conspiracy together. That's fun. So, um... We've got our Thomas Bloods back. Mm, we'll uh, tweet us at Idiot History Pod on the Twitters or email us at IdiotHistoryPod at uh, gmail.com on the email if you've got any ideas. If you've got any suggestions for future topics, any historical events or moments or people that you um think should be shared with the world um then let us know uh, also give us a nice review if you could if you've got a, a couple of minutes on on itunes or whatever podcast app you listen to um and mm. just tell a mate yeah and hopefully Ennis will be back next time yeah you've been missing him i know um and thanks for listening we don't say that enough yeah, thanks for thank thanks for keep listening and and keeping to um, come back every week. If you've if subscribed, that really helps as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Is that everything? Yes. Next week, we don't know, because maybe yeah. Ines will be back with his own report. Maybe me or Lorna will be doing another mm-hmm. one. Um, but we'll, be, we'll see you um, next week. We'll speak to you next week. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.